Welcome back to another episode of the Supporting the Girl with Karis podcast. I'm Karis Saunders and today I speak to Sarah Elizabeth who makes the most beautiful jewellery ever. She uses lab-grown gemstones and recycled metal and it's just stunning. So we spoke about the benefits of lab-grown gemstones, how she has designed engagement rings, I mean, hint, hint, <laughs> and also how the ancient Romans used to give love tokens, which I think is the sweetest thing ever. So I really hope you enjoy this episode, and if you do, do go over, leave us a little rating or review, and make sure to check out all links down below in socials, and now let's go chat to Sarah. I'm originally from Bangor, and I studied silversmithing jewellery at University of Ulster, mm-hmm. but really the reason I set up any kind of jewellery business is purely because I've had an obsession with jewellery from like the teeniest, tiniest age. I think my earliest memory of whenever I was younger, I was around like four or five, and I'd stolen my mum's engagement ring, and I like moulded it to my finger using a, a door frame on the door, and like... <laughs> My dad actually found the diary that he kept for yeah. that year and he d- drawn around it. And in my head, I thought it was just like a little bit dented, but like it actually looked like a map of a country, like it was oh, awful. No. But that's like one of my earliest memories. And then growing up, whenever I got a wee bit older, I actually found some jewellery boxes that were my great aunties. Like going through all that and seeing a lot of like gorgeous like vintage pieces and everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was broken, but I actually found some really sentimental family pieces I really loved kind of finding out the stories of all those pieces and I kind of now have them and it's really special to be able to wear them myself so that's kind of how I got into jewellery just very much always obsessed with it bit of a magpie and a bit destructive apparently whenever I was younger but kind of grew to really appreciate it then I always really wanted to make something Mm -hmm. like I come from quite a creative family so I was always going to go down some kind of creative route so it was just always going to be jewellery and I just kind of find my way through uni and then just setting up my business from there. You do obviously like recycled precious metals and also I know you're big on lab grown gemstones instead of mined. Can you tell us a wee bit about it? Like I have very little knowledge of it. Is there a big difference in kind of mined gemstones first lab grown kind of how do you do the whole recycled metals? Yeah so it's actually well it's easy enough now to get um, recycled metal through okay. just my usual supplier so can send my scrap metal away oh, and, then it's and then can be made into new metal so that's kind of how that system works so it's and it's actually become so much easier to to find recycled metal amazing. in terms of gemstones there still isn't a huge selection out there but it was actually I think 2020 I had bought some lab grown rubies mm-hmm. And they were just so beautiful. I hadn't really seen many lab-grown gemstones at that point. So I was just kind of buying them to see what they were like. I kind of just fell in love with them. They were just like so perfectly cut because they are man-made, essentially. Mm -hmm. They are always so perfect. And they do test exactly the same as a mined or natural gemstone as well. So I've used lab-grown rubies, sapphires, emeralds, and they would all test exactly the same. really lovely and like the color and everything you can get and you can get much bigger gemstones for your money which I quite like I love big gemstones so it is really nice to be able to kind of have something like a really big ruby whereas like it would be three four six times the price if you were to get 
in size in a mind or natural gemstone. It is really interesting, the whole process of it. I'm still not 100% sure on like every single detail, but it's so cool how they essentially grew it from the seed of Uh, either a natural gem it's put under the same pressures that it would get in the natural world yeah and the crystal kind of grows from there and then they're able to cut it from that crystal that grows that's incredible it's really cool yeah I know really interesting it's kind of fun to kind of geek out about it sometimes but it's not always the most interesting you can kind of see people's eyes glaze over whenever I'm like (laughs) chatting away about it but no it is really cool it's becoming a lot more popular now I think as well especially with lab groomed diamonds for engagement rings and things like that yes so is it like better kind of for the environment or is it just more affordable kind of do you know kind of how lab grown gemstones started yeah well I'm not too sure I think there were a lot of people I wonder whether it was around 1800s I wouldn't necessarily put me on it but don't um, worry it's just came from like a lot of yeah experimentation and um I suppose just people that were curious and wanted to see like could we grow them ourselves (laughs) I assume that's kind of how it happened but um I don't know how long that they've all been been going for to be fair um but it is better for the earth Mm -hmm. um I think uh not a lot of people are aware like the amount of chemicals and everything that need to be used to actually mine natural gemstones um, so sometimes it can actually be very damaging to the environment to actually get the gemstone out. And then it's also about traceability as well. Um, you can't be 100% sure a lot of the time where your gemstones are coming from. There are companies out there that work directly with yeah. mines and things like that. But sometimes you just can't be 100% sure. And it does mean that the, the suppliers and everything that I use, they can check out the labs, make sure everyone's getting paid a fair wage, everyone's treated fairly, and it's a safe environment. So I think it's just, it was kind of a no-brainer for yeah. me, to be honest, whenever I kind of was weighing it up. Because in terms of scalability, there's only so much research you can do into each individual gemstone. So it's nice to kind of have that assurance that if you are buying multiple of one yeah. gemstone, that you're kind of covered that way. And it is kind of nice, the benefits of it, I think. Absolutely. I really want to focus on sustainability and everything moving forward. So it was just the right move I think for me at the time. Amazing. How do you come up with your different products kind of what's the big inspiration like obviously you started silversmithing and then find the beautiful gemstones so I know you do a kind of a mix of things so what is the process like for you? Yeah so it does vary a lot of the time inspiration can come from all sorts of different like if I'm very much inspired by fashion and music so a lot of the time they would be kind of my go-to like some of my statement earrings I was kind of looking into like a lot of music and fashion from around the 70s Mm -hmm. so like very sharp kind of dagger collars and really structured shoulder pads all that stuff and that kind of really inspires a lot of my work just very kind of sharp design but in terms of whenever I introduce gemstones I kind of want to just frame the gemstone make it the star of the show I suppose so I kind of work around the materials I have as well Sometimes it really depends on the kind of piece that I'm making and yeah, just kind of go from there. But designing is one of my favourite things. I love kind of sitting down and just having a wee think and just getting drawings and sketches on the page. And I think sometimes just things can kind of come to you a little bit if you just get in the zone as well, just everywhere. But always have music on. So I think that kind of does help a lot with whenever I'm designing. Fab. 
yeah. I know you do <laughs> custom pieces. Have you or would you ever do like an engagement ring like we kind of touched on earlier with obviously the diamonds? But I know a lot of people are kind of going a bit rogue and, you know, say like sapphires and rubies, emeralds. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done an engagement ring? Would you ever do one? Yeah, I have done engagement rings in the past for sure. Whenever I first started off, I was doing a lot more commissions. Mm-hmm. Kind of the first three years or so I was I was in business, it was mostly commissions that I was doing. So I have done them in the past. I wouldn't take on as many at the moment. Yeah. Um, just with the collection pieces growing and, and kind of wanting to get more into wholesale and things like that. That's kind of the direction that I'm more inclined to go. But I can't 100% leave yeah. commissions behind because I love hearing all the stories. And um, especially with engagement rings, it's lovely to kind of hear proposal stories and, you know, see them kind of through to whenever they get married. It is really lovely, but I don't do as many now. But they are really lovely. They are great. This is pure nosiness just for me. But uh, my friends and I love the thought of pink sapphires in an engagement ring. Like if I said to you, you know, Sarah, will you do my engagement ring? I really want this. Are you able to like source it and kind of properly create it? Yeah, absolutely. I can email my gemstone suppliers kind of a list of if you want a specific shape or yeah. size. And then obviously if it's a pink sapphire, you can send that away to them and then they can come back with you with some options. So yeah, absolutely. Incredible. <laughs> Don't let, tempt yeah. me too much. My boyfriend is refusing to propose to me because I keep nagging him. So I'll be like, just Sarah. Sarah like, yeah. will do it. Yeah. <laughs> I know my poor boyfriend, I have no idea what he would do, to be fair. I have a list of friends that make amazing jewellery. So, you know, if everyone wants that list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, pressure is definitely on with what you do as well. Like, imagine if you hated it. I could have made this. I know. As long as it, if it was handmade by one of my, yeah, like someone that I knew, I'd be happy enough. Yeah, but, uh, I'll look after yeah, him. No pressure. <laughs> Amazing. So what would an average day look like for you then, Sarah? So it can vary quite a lot, to be fair. It depends what's top of the to-do list. I recently moved into Maker's House in the designery in Bush Mills. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know it at all. I heard yeah, of it just, yeah. yeah. It's so lovely. It's such a nice place to go into work. But I have my bench and everything set up in there. So if I have a lot of jewellery to make, then I'll be in there and just chatting to customers and like just doing my wee bits and pieces. But if I'm working from home a lot of the time, I'll be sitting on my sofa with a cup of tea, Netflix or something on. Yep. And kind of just getting through admin or sketching or have some music on. And it really just depends what's the top priority, I suppose. But I love going into the design room, making away and chatting to customers. That's like one of my favorite things. So nice. Amazing. And it's so nice that you can kind of welcome the customers in to kind of almost see properly behind the scenes, which I know yeah. you share on your page, but it's nice to kind of see it in person and be like, oh, do you know that could be mine? Or... Yeah, I know. It is really interesting, actually. The amount of people that come in and it's really interesting to see what specific thing on my bench that they want to ask me about. The people will be like, oh, what do you use that tool for? Or, oh, what's this? And you know, it is really nice to be able to talk through the process of making with them. And I think people do find that really interesting. And it is really lovely to kind of see the kind of messy side of it beside the nice finished piece, because jewellery isn't all glamorous, really. It's quite messy. And yeah, my fingernails are always just covered in, they've been filed into, and you know, a lot of polishing compound, it can look fairly horrible so yeah I can never get manicures because it's just a waste of money <laughs> oh, no. but no it is really nice 
being in there and just being able to chat to people and hear stories about their own jewellery as well. Yeah. It's just the best. It's so lovely. That must be so, so nice. So what would be your proudest achievement since you started then? I've been in business now for six years and I feel like there have been so many kind of mini achievements along the way. Getting a, a big commission or finishing something that was really challenging, like a piece. But I think, to be honest, one of my big, biggest achievements was actually moving into Maker's House yeah. in the designer. It was a really big step for my business because I've never actually had, I've never had a space that is open to the public or which is also just a bit of a risk in terms of quite big rent and all of that. So that's been pretty big achievement. I've been there six months now, so it's so nice to kind of feel a bit more settled there as well. Yeah. Well, I do always say, do you know, kind of life starts at the edge of your comfort zone. So if you're not nervous, then it's kind of a bad sign but it's good that it's working out so well for you it's so exciting kind of onwards and upwards yeah absolutely it is lovely it's definitely worth a visit as well (laughs) (laughs) well I know you do your commissions and things but have you ever done like a collaboration with another business like whether it is kind of like a big commission or like an exclusive product or range like obviously it's a little bit harder because all your products are so delicate and so intimately handmade if that makes sense like you obviously don't just mass produce beautiful rings but have you ever been able to work with another business I haven't actually I kind of feel like with jewelry it's kind of tricky to collaborate I don't know what kind of route because I feel like I have quite a distinct style Mm -hmm. and everything as well so if I was to verge kind of far away from that it kind of just wouldn't be do you know my own brand if that makes sense but yeah I don't know I have had a few ideas in the past yeah we'll see I would kind of love to completely left field but create my own scent oh wow okay (laughs) like encapsulates my brand it sounds so stupid no not (laughs) at all I had a a wee workshop in Bangor that I would have had meetings and everything in and one of my favorite things like I had a specific candle that I always had that I always liked that you know if people were coming back they'd be like oh this smell always reminds me of coming for my consultation or something and I, I really like that and I kind of like brands that kind of have a scent that yeah. you that reminds you of them. It sounds so silly. But yeah, I think that would be quite cool. So that would be an old collaboration, but I would love that. That would <laughs> so be very exciting. Campbell Company or something. Yeah. Or yeah, no, absolutely. Because they do say, to whatever you kind of go in somewhere, like I work at a wedding venue, their whole thing is kind of, you got to capture everybody's like five senses, you know, where candles being lit and music's playing. And obviously it looks beautiful and everything like that. Like you need to try and capture as much as possible. So having a signature scent is so cool. Yeah, I think it would be unreal. I love storied perfume yeah. as well. So like that would be quite a cool collaboration or something. But maybe in the future, that would be a dream. Yes. Oh, so exciting. <laughs> And speaking of things hopefully coming in the future, do you have anything exciting coming that you can give us a little teaser for? Well, I have a few new pieces that I would love to release around summertime. Mm -hmm. I've been working with some really cool cubic zirconia because cubic zirconia is obviously lab grown as well. So I think a lot of people think of it as just like in cheap mass produced jewellery. But I find some really cool, big, chunky, um, interesting cuts and colours of cubic zirconia. And I would love to make them into some really statement rings. 
kind of looking at nostalgia and childhood memories and stuff. Amazing. I'm very kind of nostalgic. I always think very romantically. No, that's not the word. (laughs) Kind of like about... you know my childhood and everything yeah but yeah and I think just because I was so obsessed with jewelry whenever I was younger I feel like I kind of want to make jewelry that if my five-year-old self saw it would be like <gasps> yeah you know? this on. <laughs> but yeah so some statement rings are definitely on the cards and a couple of new necklaces as well oh, that I'm working on that'll hopefully be able to be personalized I think the necklaces might in the meantime just be exclusive to Maker's House and the designery just because I'll be able to personalize them whenever the customer's there and then but I'm thinking of doing like uh, I find this story about Romans used to send love tokens with loved ones that were going off to like war or traveling and they used to bend coins and um, that was kind of what they give to their loved one to kind of keep like a wee keepsake of them. Okay. So I was thinking of making something like that, but make it into a necklace and then stamping them with like Roman numerals for like a date or yeah. something. But that would be really cool. That's in the works at the moment. Just giving it all away. It's not really a teaser. That's so <laughs> exciting. And would you ever do any like matching sets, you know, for like earrings and necklace or anything like that? So I actually haven't really done a lot of that. I think sometimes it can look very kind of samey. Mm-hmm. I like to kind of make pieces that complement each other, but wouldn't yeah. necessarily be directly matching. But yeah, so I think just having pieces that tie together, but aren't necessarily just taking the same yeah. kind of motif or whatever and just putting it on a pendant and earrings. But it is really nice whenever you're able to wear a full ensemble. Yeah. That sounds so pretentious. No, <laughs> I know. Do, I know what like, you mean. A full set of something that just kind of like it works together yeah but it isn't matchy matchy if that makes sense so I do really like kind of mix and matching some of my pieces and kind of layering as well kind of like pearl necklaces and solid silver pendants and having chunky earrings and I do kind of like my mismatched earrings and things like that too so maybe I just I'm not a matchy kind of a person Talk to me about your pearls then. Where do they come from? Kind of how did you get into pearls as well? Whenever I was making the move to phase out mine gemstones, I was also very much looking at pearls and checking out where I buy them from as well. And I have found that actually a lot of pearls are farmed. So a lot of pearl farms are very sustainably kept. I do still work with natural pearls. They are the only natural gemstone that aren't mined. It is really nice to still be able to work with pearls because I have a real obsession with them. I started to string pearls about a year and a half, two years ago, but I wanted to practice quite a bit before I actually brought out a piece and just kind of experiment with what I thought worked best and kind of like wearing a piece myself to see how it wore. So I brought out my first pearl pieces just before Christmas there actually and I just I absolutely love them it's so therapeutic like sitting stringing pearls really different I think to what I usually make absolutely love pearls and it is quite nice that you do have that kind of different element like obviously it is the lab grown gemstones recycled metal but freshwater pearls something very different to the rest of it Mm -hmm. yeah I know it is nice but yeah I did end up like I contacted so many of my suppliers and everything to check out their whole ethics policy sustainability policy because I think it is so important now I think so many people are very conscious and I was getting a lot of questions as to oh where do you get your gemstones where 
where do you get your metal? So I think it really was in people's heads. So I wanted to be sure that whenever I was talking about the materials that I use, that I can 100% guarantee that they're as sustainable as possible anyway. It is really nice. (laughs) Oh, it's so nice. And it's so nice that even as a small business, like you put so much work and so much time into making sure they are as sustainable as possible. Yeah, no, for sure. I was thinking in terms of whenever I scale up, it's only going to get more difficult to assure that everything is above board. Just setting kind of the precedent now, I think, will only help in the future, hopefully. (laughs) Oh, fingers crossed. Well, do you have any idea of where you would like to be in the future, like five years time? What is the big dream for the jewellery? Well, in the meantime, I'm working on trying to build up other stockists. Mm -hmm. So I would love to start wholesale and things like that. And then eventually, hopefully building up to maybe having my own shop. Amazing. Um, Never really thought I would be that kind of person. But um, I don't know whether it's being in the designery and everything now. It's so lovely being able to meet customers face to face and have a chat with them and get to know them personally as well. So I think I would really love to have a shop sometime, but I don't know whether that's five years or a little bit further down the line, but you know, I'm more than happy to throw myself into any opportunity. So yeah, we'll see. I love that. And just to finish up then, Sarah, who or what would be your favorite local business? It's so hard to pick. There's no way I could pick just one, to be fair. I feel like I have to mention my sister-in-law has the most incredible bakery. She's okay. a ginger and rhubarb. She's based in Lambeque, um, just outside Lisburn. And oh my word, her bakes are just the most incredible. Like I know that I could be quite biased, but honestly, they're just unreal. She stocks a lot of coffee shops and then also does, I was going to say commissions, but I don't know if that's the right word for a bakery. <laughs> like orders and stuff like customers and things like that too yeah so she's unreal and then there's so many like stories perfume Mm -hmm. unbelievable and then so many businesses that I've met through the designery so like Taylor Yates the luxury handbag brand they're amazing I'm so focused on sustainability too I mean I could list about 50 but there are just so many incredible businesses in Northern Ireland as you know <laughs> yeah it is really exciting I think Northern Ireland has got such incredible talent especially creative businesses mm-hmm. they've just absolutely boomed over the last 10 years I suppose but no I had to shout out my sister-in-law <laughs> yes no, absolutely isn't Sarah so lovely I love her work I think it's absolutely incredible and I cannot wait to see these little love tokens that she's gonna make I think it's so exciting and just seeing what else she's got coming up this year. I mean, I'm so excited. So make sure to go down and follow her on social so you don't miss anything. And I'll be back next week with a brand new episode.